Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. One of the most amazing uh, musicians in our country, my family, Dr. Doomy. Uh, Gathering of the Worshippers, the complete edition released in 2023, I Love You, Lord. And that song brings us to a time where we cross over to conversation. The very first uh, topic and the very first segment of our program will be focusing very first time here on Heart to Heart, focusing on legal education, my family. And we really look forward to that. Uh, We've got Advocate Bulenga joining us on the line this afternoon. She's an admitted advocate of the High court and uh, she joins us this afternoon for the very first time at uh, um, Advocate uh, Buleng. Um, she is also an avid YouTuber. I'm going to ask her to uh, uh, give us all of those credentials so that you can follow her. But we welcome here uh, uh, Advocate on the program, my family, for the very first time. And uh, this afternoon we are all about legal education. It's Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Umkulego ulungile unamandla kubeka ukhulekele iRadio Pulpit nomsebenzi esiwenza kuningizimu Africa nomhlaba wonke And so my ad- advocate good afternoon to you ma and thank you so much for having given us your time You're welcome and good afternoon to your listeners as well Um I'm trying to figure out why I'm getting feedback on my side um let me try and see. Okay, great. So I think we, we, we're good now. And uh, yeah, we, we, we absolutely welcome you on the program. Thank you so much for having given us your time. Uh, we look forward to this amazing time uh, just looking at the law um, and looking at legal education here in South Africa, ma'am. Uh, let me kickstart off, Advocate, uh, by just uh, asking that you share with us uh, some um, of your social media handles. I know it's at advocate at advocate Buleng on YouTube. Any other YouTube channels? Any other social media channels? I beg your pardon, where the family can follow you. Yes, I am advocate Buleng Matelo, and my YouTube channel is at advocate Buleng. Mm-hmm. And uh, on Facebook, though I'm not that active on Facebook, mm-hmm. I am. I go by the name Buleng Matelo. Mm-hmm. That is that is that is fantastic, Mama. Thank you so much uh, for that. So, um, I'm one of those people that, uh, yeah, no, the law is very interesting. Okay, especially when you're standing from outside looking in. Okay, it's a very interesting space, right? And uh, it's also uh, sometimes. A little bit upsetting, you know, because the law has a language of its own that seems to be a little bit different to the language of normal, you know, human beings like me. <laughs> we understand. Yes. Yeah. A yes, ma'am, you know, during trial in a court of law can be interpreted as something totally different depending on the context. Before, and I'm really excited, you know, that uh-huh. we have you joining us this afternoon to help open up our eyes and to help us understand some of the aspects of the law as well as how to deal with certain um, experiences of life through the eyes of the law. So before we even yes. get into our topic today, which we'll be looking at maintenance, let's look okay. at, um, l- let me ask this plain question. Uh, what is the difference between an advocate and an attorney? Well, as you have rightly said, uh, the law can be very complex, but I want to assume that it's because you need to hire us. So that we simplify it for you. <laughs> 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 and legal 
Philippines are also very expensive. Huh? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, let me tell you the difference between an attorney and an advocate. Mm. An advocate of the high court, an attorney. In the olden days, the attorney is someone who used to go only as far as the lower courts which is um, the magistrate courts and other lower courts. But now, recently, the law has been changed. Um, they can also appear in the high court based on the change of the law. But what happens practically based on, you know, the law as it was in the olden days? Mm-hmm. An attorney briefs an advocate. Um oh. Yeah, so an attorney briefs an advocate. Um, so in other words, a public member, it's not necessarily a client of the advocate. A public member is a client of the attorney. And then the attorney oh. plays the role. Yeah, the attorney plays hmm. the role of a middleman. He's the one who will bring you to my chambers as a member of, of the public, mm-hmm. where, how much I'm going to charge and so on and so forth. Everything, I will be communicating it with an attorney because the attorney becomes my client. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that is what is happening now in the main. However, let me hasten to mention that the law has again since changed mm-hmm. in the sense that you have what is called a trust account advocate. Mm-hmm. Now, that one is the one who is allowed once we have written that exam and you are recognized as a trust account advocate, mm-hmm. you are allowed to deal with members of the public directly mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. yes that is yes. absolutely amazing let me ask yes. this question um advocate and i'm not sure if it's uh, correct for me to ask uh so mm-hmm. in in plain language uh yes. the attorney no, no no the attorney uh, yeah. uh, uh, not sends but sends uh the advocate to appear before the court on behalf yes. of the client yes the attorney is the middleman Okay, okay. The attorney okay. is the middleman, but as I said earlier on, the attorney these days still also appear in high court. But mm. what happens in practice, it, it's what we are used to mm. based on the law as it was mm. in the olden days. Mm. But also, these days, advocates can also deal directly with the public. That's if you are a trust account advocate. Mm. Mm. Yes, you have written that exam, you know how to, you've done accounting, sure. you know how to handle the finances of clients. Mm. Because the idea is to protect the clients. That is fantastic. Uh, yes. Advocate Poleng, my family, is on the line <laughs> joining us this afternoon. If you have just joined us, 30 minutes after 12, that is your time. I want to take this moment and just wish uh, Butulani all the way from Bulawayo a absolutely happy birthday this afternoon. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Brother Tulani. 
Happy birthday to you. So in the second hour, we will be dedicating that whole second hour to all the songs that you have requested. Uh, but right now, my family, uh, Advocate, we are going to take a quick break and just uh, go to the traffic. And when we come back, we are going straight into our conversation, looking at maintenance according to the South African law. It's Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. In today's rush world, there is limited time for yourself. Your cell phone, however, is with you all the time. So why not use it? Visit our Radio Pulpit website with your cell phone and restore your soul. There you can find out more about Radio Pulpit. Download the Bible to your cell phone. Read Word for Today. And you can listen to us online. Just visit www.radiopulpit.co.za Especially developed for your cell phone. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Radio Pulpit 657 AM Umganuabo Silalelegu Nomagu Radio Pulpit And so my family, 32 minutes after 12, that is your time. Uh, there's a group of people, actually my favorite group of people, uh, that I really, really I literally wanted to begin this program with. Uh, but I suppose the, the, the whole love of God was very important. Uh, it's a very special group of people. I mean, I don't know if there's any other group of people that are more special than these group of people. And so it was the first day of school. And um, we had first time great ones. Walking into classrooms with those oversized uniforms, you know, strange experiences. Some of them sort of used to it because I quite like how uh, the preparatory system is designed. It literally prepares the child for big school. So it's not for some of them, it's not a big thing anymore. But for some of them, it is so foreign. Parents are leaving. Everybody's crying. So if you are a parent of a grade one uh, learner, why don't you share that experience with us? Perhaps you even took a video uh, and uh, uh, you recorded that experience. Please do share that with us. We want to say to them, congratulations, you have begun a 12-year journey. (laughs) A very interesting 12-year journey. And uh, may the Lord just uh, guide you through it, hold your hand, protect you redeem you, save you, uh, and fight for you throughout this journey. In Jesus' mighty name, we're back with Advocate uh, Buleng, my family. Parents, please do share those experiences. How did you feel as a parent? What What was the separation anxiety like? 0826572729. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Your daily companion through thick and thin. Download our mobile app or visit radiopulpit.co.za. Advocate, thank you so much for standing by uh, this afternoon. Advocate Buleng, at Advocate Buleng on YouTube. My family is on the line with us. And uh, we are dealing with the issue of, uh, uh, we're dealing with maintenance. Uh, Let me hand it over to you, Advocate, uh, so that I don't interrupt this one. Thank you so much. Um, Once again, Ayanda. Yes, today we are talking on the law on maintenance in South Africa. Let me start by explaining the concept maintenance. Mm-hmm. Maintenance is a it's financial support for a person's expenses. Mm-hmm. Financial is the key word there. So this would include things like accommodation, food, clothing, 
school fees, medical bills. Mm. And so that's what we mean by um, maintenance, even from a legal point of view. Now, let me hasten to mention that in South Africa, maintenance is mandatory. Mm. Mm. You are obliged to pay maintenance once we have those dependents. And the duty to support between parent and child is reciprocal. What do I mean by that? In most instances, when we talk about maintenance, we're thinking about father supporting a child or mother supporting a child. But when I say it's reciprocal, it's because it can be vice versa. The duty to support its parents being expected to maintain a child Mm. and at a later stage, when a need arise, if there is a need, a child can also be expected, is also expected actually legally wow. to maintain the parents. And in order for this duty of maintenance mm. to kick in, there are three prerequisites. Three prerequisites. Number one, there must be a relationship between the per- the person who is claiming for maintenance and a person from whom the person is claiming maintenance. It must be a father, that's the relationship I'm talking about. That person must be a mother or that it can be grandparents, great-grandparents. It can be children. And in case of children, I will explain it later what children are we talking about when we discuss this issue of maintenance. I've just said there must be a relationship. It's a prerequisite. Number two, there must be a need to be supported. You can't just say, because you're my father, You have to support me, even if there is no need. For example, if you are working, you you are not allowed to claim maintenance or you are not allowed to apply for maintenance. The third thing, the person from whom the maintenance is claimed or applied, it must be somebody who has adequate resources. So in other words, if you say your parents must maintain you or your father must maintain you, it must be because this person has adequate resources to do so. So, for example, you cannot claim maintenance from a person who is not working. Now, The other question that we can address is who should maintain or who should be maintained? 
I have said it must be parents or it must be children. This one, most of the time, we don't think about it. Or it must be great-grandparents or Mm. even grandparents. And let me mention that both parents have that responsibility to maintain. They are both obliged to maintain. Not only the father, both parents, as long as we are able to prove what I talked about, the fact that there's a need, mm. there's a relationship, and that both people have adequate resources mm. to maintain. For example, in a case where the mother is, is not working, it's only the father he, who is working, clearly she does not have adequate resources, mm. but they are both expected to. And this maintenance, how does it work? How do they they calculate it if we say both parents must maintain? Mm. They must contribute proportionally based on their means, based on their income. For example, we can't just sack and say, okay, the father will pay 2000 and the mother will pay 1000 mm. No. We're going to check, are they both working? Do they, is there a need? Do they have both, do they both have adequate resources? And the maintenance will be determined proportionally. Mm. So in other words, if the other one earns 15000 the other one earns 10000 as an example, obviously you cannot expect them to pay equal amount. Okay. That is why we're talking about the issue of the one who pays, who earns 15000 in our example, will be expected to pay more. Mm. than the one who who earns 10,000. doesn't matter whether it's the father or the mother. These days we live in a society where women earn more than men. Mm. So if if the woman earns more, the maintenance that she pays must be more. And the consideration that the, the, the court takes into account when they decide on the issue of maintenance or any other issue for that matter Mm. that has to do with children, the law says the best interests of the child are of paramount importance. Mm. So this is a consideration that is taken by the courts based on, you know, section 28, subsection 2 of the Constitution, which says... In all matters regarding children, for the court or any other person to arrive at a decision for that matter, is it in line with that principle of the best interest of the child? Mm. Now, the other issue that we need to consider is the standard of living of the parents. Sure. That will help us to arrive at a decision as to how much maintenance should be paid. Mm. That will be based on the standard of living of parents, the standard that you have pitched. For example, if, if the parents are divorced or maybe even never married, mm-hmm. but they're not staying together, mm-hmm. then we look at, okay, if the father has to maintain how much does he earn? What is his standard of living? What is his standard of living? 
I can give an example of a swimming swimming pool. If the father, for example, has a swimming pool, mm-hmm. it means that the needs swimming school is going to be a need for that child. Isn't it that sometimes we talk about needs and we talk about um, wants? Mm. So if the father has a swimming pool, it will be fair for the mother, if the mother is the applicant in this case, to say we are going to require an amount when they begin to calculate for a swimming a swimming school because the father the father has a swimming pool (laughs) has a swimming pool so he has pitched that standard (laughs) yeah it's 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 just an an example it's a standard of living that you have pitched and it's proportional it's based on your income so going back to our example again, if somebody ends, our parents in our past example, it's 15,000 and 10,000. And the other parents, it's a domestic worker. Maybe the other one is a, it's earning 5,000. The other one is earning 4,000. Hmm. These two parents, they have to pay differently because the standard of living and the amount that they earn as salary differs. Now, hmm. The other issue that I want to mention is what happens now during a divorce. Because, you know, a requirement for maintenance can happen even where people stay together. They are still married. There are some people who are not maintaining, even if they stay under the same roof. So you can go and apply for maintenance. In other instances, there are instances where maybe the parents never married. They were just boyfriend, fiancés, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, you can go and claim for a maintenance. But also, mm. even if they are divorced, we know for a fact that even if you are divorced, you continue to support because they are still your children. They still need your assistance. So the law says the decree of divorce will never be issued until the issue of maintenance is addressed. Wow. Where there are children to be maintained. We first have to resolve the issue of maintenance. You know, there are instances where divorce can be dragging. (laughs) Where people are fighting, they don't want to settle. You know, how long a divorce takes if there are divorce proceedings, will depend entirely on the two parties. You know, there are instances where people can just sit down and and reach a settlement, and uh, they take that settlement, they present it to the court through the assistance of their their lawyers, Mm. and they can just say, we have settled, and the court will adopt that as part of the divorce uh, decree of divorce. Then they issue an order with that settlement. But there are instances where people will be fighting for everything, including a teaspoon, and then the other one doesn't want to maintain. He says, yeah, you want to go and eat my money with your boyfriend, <laughs> and so on and so forth. So it can drag forever. What happens at that time? Hmm. The lawyers, they'll be billing you. 
you'll end up paying 200,000, 250,000. Instead of maybe you could have just paid 30,000 because, you know, you just came with a settlement and then they, you know, you you agree. People can actually make it easy for themselves. Mm. Now, the question would be, when this divorce is dragging, Mm. what happens in the interim? Because I've just said that you continue to divorce after divorce, even during the process of divorce. Mm. Now, there's something that is called interim maintenance. But if I don't get time to address it today, Mm. I will address Mm. it in detail next week. Mm. Now, the other parent, you must remember when I started, I said it's, it's mandatory. It continues until when? Until when are you expected to pay maintenance? The law says until the person that you are maintaining, whether it's your parent or whether it's your child, until the person is Mm, mm, self-supporting. Most people, they don't know. They think that, oh, if she's 18 or 21. No, it's not 18, it's it's not 21. It's until self-supporting. Even if that child is 30 years old. You know, today we are confronted with a situation of unemployment. Yes, uh, yeah, where children, they have, some of them, they have degrees, they have masters, they have honors, but they are still unemployed. Are you going to kick them out of the house and say, no, 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 I've done my part? No, you haven't done your part. Until mm. this child is self-supporting, they remain your responsibility. So there is no age limit as to when you'll have to stop maintaining. It's only when this child is independent and is self-supporting. Now, the other issue that we need to address is, now, what happens when a child was unwanted? You know, there is a case in South Africa where the child was, uh, was unwanted in the sense, in the sense that the parties, it was husband and wife. Mm. It's a real case. Mm. Where they asked the daughter, the doctor to sterilize. And the doctor, I don't know what happened there, but this couple, they ended up being pregnant. They ended up conceiving mm. despite the fact that they requested a sterilization. I don't know what went wrong there, but a child was born. That's why I'm talking about an issue of unwanted child. Mm, mm. No child that is unwanted. Is unwanted. I was just, mm, yeah, I was mm. just using that for lack of, you know, English is not my first language, <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Then the court ordered that this doctor must maintain this child. He must take the responsibility of maintaining this child until the child is self-supporting. Now, you also have children who are born out of wedlock, illegitimate children, we call them that. Um, these are children that maybe were, were born even prior to the marriage. Hmm. That's the, the ones I'm talking about, out of wedlock. But also, there are children that are born during the subsistence of a marriage. A and B, 
mm. are married, and then A decides to get a child with C outside the marriage. So the marriage is still subsisting, and this child is born. Mm-hmm. This child must also be maintained. Mm-hmm. And the other day when we talk about um, estate, we will also mention that even inheritance, these children are sure. entitled to inheritance. So it's maintenance, it's inheritance, even adopted children, they must also be maintained. They are also entitled to the benefits that children that were born mm. in a marriage are entitled to. Now, when we started, I mentioned the issue that the duty to support or the duty to maintain is a reciprocal duty. Mm. As a child, when you were growing up, your parents maintained you. Now, when you are the adult and your parents are old, they are not in a position to maintain themselves. You are also expected in terms of the law to maintain your parents. Mm. If it's not your parents, if you have a needy grandparent or great-grandparent, the law enjoins you to maintain them as well. Because why? There's a relationship. You remember we spoke about those prerequisites, the three prerequisites. Mm. There's a relationship, there's a need, and you have adequate resources. You have to maintain them, those as parents. But in a situation where you are a child, you need maintenance. There is that need issue. Mm. Your parents are no longer there. The law says your grandparents must maintain you. If your grandparents are not there, your great-grandparents must maintain you. Mm. So it's like this. You are a child. Your parents maintain you. If they are not available, your grand, your grandparents must maintain you. And if the grandparents are not there, the great-grandparents. Mm. And it's reciprocal. The same way. It's reciprocal. Sure. So the question is, what happens now when the parents remarry? The law says remarriage does not interfere with your maintenance obligation. Mm. Mm. Um, You are still expected to maintain even if you remarry. So it's very important that you inform your future spouse of your maintenance responsibility because the law says you are not absorbed from that responsibility. The only thing that you are absolved from is something that we call alimony. You know these people who marry these rich, rich people mm. and then they claim for maintenance? There will always be a clause that says if you remarry then um, the, the person who was maintaining you stops to maintain Mm. Yes. 
So this is as far as I can go. I don't know if we still have enough time. No, actually, I'll tell you what, Advocate. Um, yeah. I'm so yeah. glad that we got the lesson in today. Um, all yeah. we have time for now... Uh, is number one for me to say thank you so much. You have no idea. My eyes are as wide as mini suspens. You have no idea. I mean, I'm listening and I've got so many questions coming through. So thank you for that. Uh, The second one um, is that I do have questions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to air my questions in case uh, perhaps the family uh, joining us this afternoon um, would like to ask um, their own questions. Uh, We want to, you know, I'm going to air the questions that I have. And then if you still... And then if you still have any questions that you would still like to ask, um, then my family, you can then send those questions. Advocate will then prepare. And then next week we will see if we can get um, your questions answered. So the first question, um, Advocate, that I have uh, with regards to um, you said that there must be a relationship between the two people. What? A relationship that can be proven, right? Um, yes. So what I want, and you went on to also explain that um, even adopted children, um, you, they are entitled to maintenance. So the first question is, how do I actually, yes, if you can just keep your phone in that position, that's perfect, ma'am. <laughs> um, not the other one. Anyway, so if you, so how do we, how do we prove relationship? Um, and... Yeah, how do we prove relationship? Um, yeah, because, for example, can a girlfriend claim maintenance for a child that is not the, this particular guy's, right? And I'm, and I'm just building a scenario and I'm asking just a, a question. Can that be considered a relationship just because they were in a relationship and then this guy leaves? Um and then there was a child that this guy was maintaining while he was still in the relationship. Can the girlfriend then or the ex-girlfriend go and, you know, claim uh, maintenance? That's that's the sort of thing. A second yeah. one um, is... Uh, okay, so the second one is uh, the, the issue of the standard of living, right? Um, how do we... Uh, yeah, so I think let's just stretch that. There's a lot of questions I have there. Uh, yeah, because I want to understand, are there no mitigating um, uh, uh, circumstances that would render the other party's standard of living um, not admissible to the considerations for maintenance? You know, uh, for example, let me just take an example. Uh, you have built a certain house for medical reasons. So this house, you have built it in a certain way for medical reasons, you're right? And another person may see it as a standard. Uh, how do we manage that sort of, you know, uh, gray area? And then um, the second, the third thing, um, uh, uh, advocate, is that, so you say that children, look, it's a biblical principle so I'm not in disagreement, but I'm just asking because I think, you know, because we're dealing with the law, let's ask these questions and be as minute as possible. As as adult children, we have a responsibility to maintain our parents. What about those adult children whose parents abandoned them? 
Uh, I mean, we have a case of a very, um, uh, okay, there's many cases we've seen, you know, there's many scenarios we can quote, you know, very uh, public sort of statements, you know, maintenance battles because you, my, my mom deserted me and then when I became famous, now she is going to the papers and to the courts uh, to claim maintenance. What then happens in that case? And then, um, so the, the other matter around uh, the relationship, right? So in some cases, you find that um, a sister takes over their sister's children, but the sister, or deceased sister's children, but the sister was married, um, it's an example, was married, and um, the husband, whilst he consents, right, to the children living with the sister-in-law, but he feels that, look, you are taking them over. You're as good as their mom. Um, I can maintain if I want, but actually not if I I don't want. And then come maintenance time, uh, then he starts claiming things like, uh, if you can't maintain them, bring them back. Yeah. So how do we deal with the emotional, um, what do you call it, um, emotional manipulation around these maintenance conversations? Yeah, I want to advocate. Let me start with that first one. No. There. So what we're going to do, ma'am, because we have to, yeah, this is where we're going to leave it for today. Um, this is okay. all the time we have. And I know that radio time, it, it looks long, but it's actually very, very short because I can see the <laughs> questions coming through. Um, we've got, um, is it Gogo Jean? Hi, 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 Gogo Jean. Uh, thank you so much. Coming through with a, with a comment. You know, uh, my former husband left me in 1982 with two small children. It was difficult in those days. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, um, and she says she never applied uh, for maintenance for herself, uh, but it was all, it was just for the children. Um, and, uh, but the Lord was then faithful, you know, uh, the church even stepped in in that case. Uh, perhaps that's another one that we need to look at, uh, advocate to, 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 to ask ourselves. What happens when there seems to be some kind of support outside of the spousal or the parental support in the case where uh, there's divorce proceedings, the church comes in and supports the mom because that is the duty of the church. Then the guy starts claiming that can that be claimed as legitimate, uh, uh, um, uh, legitimate income. Lastly, advocate the issue of illegitimate children. I wanted to ask, maybe you can answer that before we let you go. Was that not... Uh, scrapped in the in in legal in the in the law. No, children are children. Mm-hmm. You must remember that. For example, um, obviously, if you have children out of wedlock because you you were suitors, you were not married. Those children are illegitimate. They are mm-hmm. called illegitimate. That's the term that I'm using. But the, 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 you must remember the term illegitimate comes from the fact that they were not married. They were not born in a contractual marriage. Yes. Okay. Marriage. Okay. Yes. Ma'am. No, that's fine. So there is an obligation there. Okay. And we have many cases like that of boyfriends and girlfriends and he's not maintaining. That's wonderful. There's another question that has come through. So what we're going to do, my family, we are going to answer all these questions. Thank you so much, Natasha. We've noted that question. We are going to answer your questions next week and perhaps also talk about, um, there's another term that Advocate used. Um, uh, it's uh, what, what maintenance. We'll talk a bit about that next week and then answer your questions. We really appreciate you, Advocate. I knew this was going to be a firebrand and indeed it is. And we look forward to our next section next week. Yeah. 
Thank you so much. In the meantime, Advocate, uh, where can the family follow you? As I said, I'm on YouTube mm-hmm. um, at, at, um, at Advocate Puleng. Mm-hmm. That's my YouTube name. And then on Facebook. Yeah, I think let's just confine ourselves to the YouTube space. Okay, ma'am. Absolutely. Yes. So it's Advocate yes. Buleng at YouTube, yeah. uh, my family. Yeah. Thank you so much, Advocate. We'll check in with you next week. Thank you so much. Ah, three after one, my family, three minutes into news time. Uh, so we will take this risk. Let me just uh, play a quick sting. We're crossing over to the news. That conversation brought to you specifically for you. And I really hope that we are all uh, being educated. We thought to talk about maintenance because children are going to school uh, now uh, for the first time this year. Some parents have been pulling out their air trying to figure out how am I going to buy a uniform? You know, um, it, 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 this time of the year, it comes with a wide range of issues, especially for single parents. And I really hope that these conversations will be able to liberate us with knowledge. And uh, as we pray, my family, to ask the Lord what to do, we do so uh, whilst equipping ourselves with knowledge. Did you know you can listen to your favorite programs whenever you want? Check out our podcasts. Listen to your best love presenters anytime, any place. No need to miss out on your favorite programming. It's just a click away. Go to our website at radiopulpit.co.za and click on our podcast page for a variety of content at your fingertips. Yes, Radio Pulpit is still your daily companion. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.